look at those roots. The roots those roots are, little, are dark. I, I don't know. I Quinn, think, I, know, I don't think, think that this gray. is like, his natural. Okay, that is to, much too blonde. Renee, we need to see him like, in an interview. Why are you questioning me? Sorry, I just really want to get to the depths of okay, it. Okay, well, let's look at a younger picture of Alan Rickman. Okay, okay. Well, those are all in black and white. Well, <laughs> I'm going to find one that's not, Renee. We're going to find it. It's like, I'm telling you, he really walks the line. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that I would categorize that as brown. Well, brown. Okay. Brown. Blonde. <laughs> what? All right, we're going to put it on the social needs and people <laughs> we'll will do tell a Twitter us poll. We'll do a how Twitter they feel. Is, was Alan Rickman a blonde or a brunette? <laughs> These are questions that I have. Okay, great. Uh, we are here. We are back. I'm Renee. I'm Quinn. And we're here again. It's your next obsession. About niche obsession. Niche, 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 niche. Unless you, in case you forgot who we are. Well, I like art. I just sound drunk. But like, you're not. You're just, I, you're just I'm more. a thousand percent not. I'm just very hot. Uh, yes, we have been buddy, buddy, buds. For, for so long. Going on two decades. Yeah. Which is crazy. We really put in the time. We really did. And yet, there's still so much to learn, mm-hmm. so much to discover. Yeah. So much, dare I say, to love. Always more to love. About one another. And that's what this podcast is really about. Yes. There's always more is. to love about the things you love and the people you love and the things they love. <laughs> I was wondering where that sentence I think I brought it back around. I think I, uh, I think I docked that ship. Really, really where it great work. To go okay, I'm stoked about this episode because you did not tell me what it's about. No, it is. So a I'm surprise. going in blind. Are you? Ready? That was the sound Are of suspense, ready? listeners. That was the sound of suspense. I'm ready. Are you ready? I mean, I could not be more or less ready. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk about my obsession with Alan Rickman's hair. <gasps> you, you little sneaky sneak! I'm sneaky. You're so sneaky. I'm sneaky, guys. She gave me two options of what she said she was going to talk about, and this was neither of them. I know. I in- originally intended to do one of those two, but then I was like, "Wow!" But is that what I want to do? And I decided, no. Today's the day we talk about my obsession with Alan Rickman's hair. It's important to say up front that like I am definitely a fan of Alan Rickman's work as an actor, but I don't think my obsession is with him as a person. I really am obsessed with his hair because there are many phases to it. It's beautiful. He had, be- uh, first of all, rest in peace. We love you, Alan Rickman. Yeah, but really? What a, a tragic loss. loss. A tragic loss that we're still not over. I, st- I I forget. I know. I forget too. I keep waiting to see him in something else. And or like I'll or like, like something will be on TV with him in it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Alan Rickman. I'm like, oh, oh right. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I want to talk about Alan Rickman's hair because because Alan Rickman's hair is it's a real chameleon, but at the same time, it's his trademark feature. I think. Wow, like, that is quite a juxtaposition. Burt though. Reynolds has a mustache. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brad Pitt has blue eyes. Well, I don't know what his most significant feature is, but like Alan Rickman has his hair and facial hair. And it really goes a long way in developing his characters, I think. And I just think his hair is delightful. He does a lot of hair acting. He does a lot of hair acting. Uh, for example, the first thing I ever saw him in, as probably the same for you as well, was the Harry Potter yes, series as, as Professor Severus Snape. He was phenomenal. And I think he is wearing a wig in that movie. But is he? I, I 
think so. Wait, how is this not something you looked up beforehand? Well, I didn't expect such in-depth questions. I didn't even ask. You were the one who brought it up. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, in a bonus feature on one of the early films. Okay, well, then does that count? I think it, okay, yes, because I still think it counts because I think he still did a lot with his hair. Okay, but first we need the answer. Is this not just, like, readily available information? Uh, Apparently not. That's bizarre. (laughs) It's not, it's like not just like a yes or, or no, yes or no. Okay, so the answer is yes. He did wear a wig in Harry Potter. He did. That is the first shocking bit of news of this. I know, it is shocking. Podcast. But you believe that it's his hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I absolutely. think he really owns it and makes that fake hair his own. And I don't know, because it was the first thing I saw him in, I think I just assumed that was his hair. And it's so iconic, right? And it's in the illustrations for the books and stuff. It's like long, stringy black hair yeah. that he like, you know, can flick out of his face or like kind of... You know, no, it's a character in, a in and of itself. In and of itself, it's sure. a character because Snape, as a character, like is obscured, right? Like he is a mystery, mm-hmm. and you don't know the whole truth about is him good? or his past is he bad? until the very, very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that was the first thing I saw, and I just thought his hair was like that. You know, I mean, but, me, I'm still a little shook. Yeah, right. But then the first thing I saw him in with different hair was I remember very clearly Sense and Sensibility. Uh huh. Which is obviously the film adaptation of the Jane Austen novel that was written by. Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson, thank you. Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought you I said a who wrote and then... She did. She wrote Sense and Sensibility and she also starred in it. She wrote okay, the Okay, I thought you were saying based on the book Sense and Sensibility, oh, no. the Jane Austen novel written by Emma yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was, that like, was confusing. confused. Jane Austen wrote the novel, Emma Thompson wrote oh, the screenplay. Oh, I did not know that Emma Thompson yeah, wrote the she screenplay. she did and she won a Golden Globe and Ang Lee directed it, which is what? kind of fun. Wait, I know. what? Yeah, I know, it's a fun situation. But anyway, that was the first thing I saw him in and he had, he plays like this like dashing captain or whatever and he is the love interest of um, Kate Winslet. And his first entrance is like he comes into this party and he hears her play piano and he falls in love with her instantly. Classic. Um, but he walks in and he like makes his whole entrance and that was the first time I saw him out of Snape wig and he has beautiful blonde hair and it was quaffed Wait, in such a way. What? Yeah, you didn't know Alan Rickman was blonde. I have no idea what's happening. What are you talking about? I am lost. Okay, would you like to see a picture of Alan think, Rickman in Sense um, and Sensibility? A visual aid would be helpful in this situation. Which is lucky for you because I have now in chronological order. <laughs> Different tabs of every significant phase of Alan oh, Rickman's Of course hair. you do. Chronological, but this is him in Sense and Sensibility. It's like, and I'm sure once episode comes out, we'll post. Okay, like, are you sure a, this isn't a dye job? I'm positive. This is what his hair Jesus looks like. Christ. Okay. And this, I'm, I'm positive. And I'm sure when this episode comes out, we'll post on the social we will, media, we like a carousel some, and all these different things. Picks. So you can follow along. It's but. just, it's hard for me. And I don't know if it was for you in seeing mm-hmm. Sense and I have not seen the movie, but oh, I have so seen him in other things. Right. It is very challenging for me not to see him as Snape. Yes. And so I think it would be very hard for me to see him as like the dashing love interest. Right. That's what I say. Because the first time I watched this movie and I saw him enter, I laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> oh, is that what, what is that? Thank you. I just wanted to demonstrate, you know, in case we had any like oh, rather somber listeners laugh. filled with ennui who had never really experienced a laughter. You know, that's really um, considerate of you. Thank you. <laughs> we want you to be our listeners too. Anyway, so that it was like ridiculous to me. I was like, who put that crazy wig on Severus Snape? And I think my mom was like, no, that's just what his hair looks like, honey, because she, of course, had seen him in other things like Die Hard, which was one of his like first big movies. Okay. He was the villain in Die Hard. I must revise something. Yes. I'm pretty sure I saw Die Hard before I saw Harry Potter, right, but you really did not so put young. like two and two together. Right, because like I said, his hair transforms him, as does his, you know, the quality of his performances. So in Die Hard, he's also rocking a lovely beard. 
in addition to his like and he's the bad guy he is the bad guy and he has a scary bad guy accent and um what i remember specifically about alan rickman's hair in die hard is his death scene when he's falling off the building Mm -hmm. and his hair is like doing all these beautiful dances wait i'm sorry you've seen die hard yeah multiple times wow that is the second shocking bit of news (laughs) (laughs) and actually i watched die hard because i was homesick and my mom was staying home with me and she was like let's watch die hard Okay, I just, this is like a lot to process because I, you have made it such a point mm-hmm. to people that just like a pillar of your identity yeah. is that when you were homesick, you would watch Lord of the Rings. Well, that too, but you can't fill a whole, you, you know, if you're sick for more than one day, you can't just watch Lord of the Rings on a loop, can well, you? Well, I am learning just so much. I, we would also watch Titanic because we had the okay, box VHS set of Titanic. It was, it had, it was too, so long that it came in two VHS tapes. Oh, like That's the sound of music. Yes, like the sound of music. Precisely. <laughs> wow, okay. Anyway, so now uh, this just brings me to the beginning of my timeline. Alan Rickman in Die Hard. His hair is like shorter on the sides than it is in Sense and Sensibility, but it's still long on top. Okay. And as I said, what? he has the goatee. I would like I'm, the, but, but the, the, the listeners do not have these visual aids, I know, but, but they I will. do. Ooh, anyway, so this is the face, and this specific image, this is of him falling off the building, and he's like, ooh, what, yeah. am I going to die? We will post and this. Yes, and that's and that's what his hair, it's like, fl- it's splayed mm, out so beautifully. Nice. It's really doing a lot See, of the work See, his hair looks brown him. here. Are you sure he's a natural blonde? I'm, I mean, it's blonde brown-ish. It, like, it really, it really marks that line. Does it? Yes. I mean, a lot of this is lighting. You know what I'm saying? It, he has a hair color similar to mine. That It's, 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 it's true. like You're, a dirty blonde situation. Okay. Let's move on to the second significant thing I saw Alan Rickman in, which is, um, what is Robin this? Hood, which, which is a horrible movie. Whoa, 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 wait. Which version of Robin Hood is this? The one with Kevin Costner. God, I have a real love-hate relationship with Kevin Costner. Don't we all? It's just because of Dances with Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it with a fiery, fiery passion that runs deep within my soul. Anyway, Alan Rickman is also the bad guy in this movie, and he plays a creepy, creepy, scary, scary rapist. And oh. I saw this movie too young. You, I for, even forget, like, I mean, let's just That is basically IMDb. the story of your life, to be quite honest, is yeah, you I saw see a lot. movies I saw, much too young. I saw a lot of movies much too young. I saw you were the guinea pig much too young. for the rest of your siblings. It's really true. I thought, oh, we'll tell that story eventually. <laughs> my mom did take me to see Chicago before she took any of my sisters, and it was a big deal. I also like that his name in Die Hard was Hans Gruber. <laughs> yeah, he was the sheriff of Nottingham in uh, Robin Hood, in Robin Hood Prince, Prince of Thieves, Thieves, starring Kevin Costner. And, and here, I think this must also be a wig, or they just dyed his hair black, but it's like a very thick black Yeah, that is quite long, the mane. It's quite a mane. It's, it's a veritable mane. And I think, I guess to show that he's like... Out of control and like, because he is like a very like spazzy, intense character, and he like, you know, obviously doesn't have time to do his hair because of all the you know cheating and raping and pillaging. <sighs> it takes up a lot of time. Yeah, but I think it was also a movie like there was a brief period of my childhood when we had HBO, like not very long. But I must have like watched this on HBO again. I think I was homesick or like something, whatever. Like it was just a day, and I was home alone, and I was like, I'll see what's on HBO, like because Netflix wasn't totally a thing yet. Like we were still getting the Netflix DVDs, and I was like, Oh, I'll watch this movie, <laughs> Robin Hood. I like the animated version. And uh, I was like, oh, I know whatever. I think I'm traumatized because I learned what rape was and what. <laughs> so, the, and then this brings us to stage three, which is Alan Rickman in Sense and Sensibility. All right, we're bringing it back. Which I, I think love is it. his natural hair just grown out a little bit. Okay. Maybe lightened slightly. I am sorry. Maybe dyed slightly, but like it is, that is. Okay. Anyway, but the point is, Sense and Sensibility, a fantastic movie, and he's mm-hmm. fantastic in it, but his hair is like very soft and like very of yeah. the period because it's like. 
Regency uh, era or whatever. Uh, and he's fabulous. But that was like, that was a shock seeing that for the first time. So I think I saw that after seeing Harry Potter and then maybe I saw Die Hard and Robin Hood somewhere in the mix. And sure, I was sure, like, sure. okay, this guy's hair really knows how to act. And he does too. Uh, and that brings us to Harry Potter, which is, of course, his, his to many people, especially in the United States, his most seminal work. Mm. And um, But I think over the course of this series, as you can see in these Google images, and listeners, you can Google it, his hair for the character evolved. Like, Does sometimes it? it was, yeah, like it's much longer <laughs> here than it is here. Like, this is from the first movie, you know? All right, Gwen, we not. took a lot of film classes. What do you think that says? Here's what I think it says. Well, I mean, well, I think I said, I spoke to this earlier that, like, and in the illustrations for the book, too, like his hair, like, kind of obscures his face mm-hmm, partially, mm-hmm. and it's, like, long, and it kind of obscures him, right? And he's, like, very monochromatic, one to Like, you don't know a lot about him, except he's, like, very serious. And, like, it is sort of a misdirection because it does come off as, like, kind of creepy, kind of offbeat. Right. So I think, I think his hair and his sort of demeanor and, like, uh, look in general is sort of a red herring because you're meant to think that he is menacing and he is from the perspective of a child like he is extremely yeah. menacing but what you learn over the course of the series is that really he's just an outsider and lonely and he's isolated and, and he's so, really like he really does try his best yeah he does try his best yeah and, you and he doesn't do it for recognition which no. I think is the biggest part and that's also I think part of it too it's like he only ever wears black like he's not flashy mm-hmm. he blends in like he really just wants he does not want to be recognized for what he does yeah, he was that. I mean, the character of Snape mm. was probably one of my favorite characters. I agree in Harry Potter. I couldn't agree more. Like, like especially by the end of the series, you're like, God, really gets you where it hurts. It really does because mm-hmm. it does a really beautiful job setting him up as one thing and then just like sticking a fucking knife in your heart. Oh, so moving! Like God. Ooh, sorry. Look at us not giving spoilers. Look at us not giving spoilers. Okay, Mostly, and congrats. actually, and this is interesting. Okay, so this brings us to the next phase, which obviously the Harry Potter series like spanned a good part of his later career. But uh, another thing that a Probably lot of people know him from, so much money. yeah, so much fucking money. Another thing that people know him from is Love Actually, mm-hmm. which came out after the first Harry Potter movie. Interestingly enough, wow, that does not make sense in my brain. But it okay. doesn't make sense in my brain either because like love actually seems like so 90s or like, like like it seems so dated in Harry yeah. Potter. Like, maybe because it's like in a fantasy world yeah, and like it seems kind had of a bigger timeless. budget like feels different. Yeah. But yeah, then in Love Actually, he's gotten a haircut and it's like more yeah. or less his natural color, but it's shorter and he has glasses and he's clean shaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he looks like I've only it's seen Love Actually thing. one time, mm-hmm. but he's not a very he like cheats a lot right like he's not a sympathetic character yeah, no he's not yeah he looks like super basic yeah exactly like and he, that's totally who his character he is. looks like pretty boring and just like oh average white guy mm-hmm. uh which yeah really speaks to really that makes character sense, right and so I, I think his haircut again is just like not to stand out like just to be yeah, very yeah, like yeah. Clean. i think that's part of it too that his character his character like doesn't actually cheat but he thinks about it and you get the idea that he wants to, that he like, he buys jewelry for oh, a woman right. who works in his office and then his wife finds it. Yeah. So it's like, you get the, you get the sense about him like, and from the hair too, that he is like clean cut, mm-hmm. straight down the middle, no fuss kind of guy. Uh, you know, your average Joe, but he, in the, but this, in his character in the movie, it's like all about looking for an opportunity yeah. to like break the rules and do yeah, something different. Yeah, he has like different. a classic midlife crisis. Exactly. What's so interesting though, is if you just look between that picture mm-hmm. of him in that movie and Harry Potter's, that yeah. in Harry Potter, he has such a distinct look and is so dramatic and like even his mm-hmm. facial features look more dramatic. And it's then you true. look at him in Love Actually 
And he just looks so generic. See, and this is what I'm saying about Alan Rickman's hair. Like, it has the ability to transform him. In addition, like, that is just an accessory to his, like, phenomenal acting skills. Because he really was a superb actor and, like, really great. Yeah. Should I ask a question now or shall I save it? Um, Let's just get through Bottle Shock and then I think I'll be ready to take your questions. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so Bottle Shock came, you know, somewhere in the mix of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, Harry Potter lasted for fucking ever. It did. Just a long, long time. Let's just find Bottle Shock so I can tell you the exact year 2008 so it's in the midst of the harry potter series yeah and in bottle shock he plays like a he plays like a fancy wine man again i've only seen this movie once and it was a while ago but this is the first movie that i ever saw where he had a mustache so that's why it's significant and it's, it's, it's a good it's a good mustache it's like a very i think his, i don't think his character is french like i think his character is i don't really totally remember but like he, it is like a very european mustache like it's not like your classic american mustache that's like very yeah, big it's and bushy. very yeah it's it's um it's, it's not trimmed. very wide and it tapers like very abruptly to fit the corners of his mouth you know well, what like i'm he, saying it looks like he has a big gap between the bottom of his nose and the top yeah. of his lip it which also prevents it, on the picture looks like he has a little bit of a soul patch but i can't mm. really tell but yeah that that big distance filling that big distance mm-hmm. prevents it from becoming that thin, thin porn thin, stash right. we don't want which that. most people turn into when they get a mustache Right. Um, anyway, but this is just this is just sort of a button on the whole chronology of Alan Rickman's career to say that like his hair has also grown out in this movie. It's like sort of just sort of happening. Mm-hmm. His hair is just sort of happening. Um, but this is just to say that like Alan Rickman's hair doesn't stop at the top of his head, right? Like it keeps going all the way down his face. No, he, and he lets it affect his whole bo- his whole yes, body, his and whole body, and his whole character and mannerisms. And obviously, like as he is no longer alive, again, may he rest in peace. He can't, you know, speak to the uh, the quality of his hair and how it's changed over right. time. Because if he was alive, he would, he would respond. He would. I, and I would, and I would ask him. I would have podcast. a lot of questions. Um, but yeah. really, this is just to say, like, Alan Rickman's hair n- always surprises you. And that's why I'm obsessed with it. It does. What about, like, when he went more gray? Yeah. How, what are your thoughts on that? Um, see, I was just thinking, like, I don't think I've seen any him in anything where – he like I there's a lot of things I haven't seen. Like, oh, oh my god, I forgot about when he played Ronald Reagan. Did you see the butler? I did not. Mm. It was it was okay. Came out. He played Ronald Reagan? Yeah, he played How Ronald did I just Reagan. like miss that? Well let's look at, let's look up a picture. Yeah, Alan Rickman is Ronald Reagan. And he was a good he was a good Ronald Reagan, honestly. And this I think he was also wearing a wig because honestly Ronald Reagan had such like a Ooh, yeah, yeah. specific he had a very like distinct. helmet of hair. Yeah, and Jane Fonda was uh <gasps> Nancy Reagan. What? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. just like miss all of this. It was it was good. Yeah, I mean that's Jane Fonda. I mean that's pretty good. I mean look at his his whole face also looks transformed. Right, and uh, I mean like a, a one wig goes a long way, but like you know you can't stop the power of his acting ability. Wow. Yeah, but um, that's that's my obsession about Alan Rickman's hair. I here. think you did a really good job. Thank you. Hitting uh, the 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 big the big ones because mm-hmm. what's interesting is you might not necessarily have hit what he or other people may have considered his, like, mm-hmm. top moment. Totally. But they were the top moments of his, his hair, hair acting. They were the most so significant moment of his hair. Not I would, him. right. Yeah. I'm not, like, necessarily using judgment on him as an actor, like, higher low points in his mm-hmm. career as an actor, because, you know, I think he's great. And, I, sure, not all movies that he's in are great, but this is really, like, highlighting how his hair has changed over time and how it, you know, how it is, is incorporated into his performance. Yes, and that leads me to my main question, mm-hmm. which is, Obviously, in even just like low budget theater that we do Uh up to just like the highest, you know, budget Marvel movies, obviously like costume, makeup, hair, every character, Mm -hmm. every actor 
goes through some kind of transformation. Cutting your hair, dyeing your hair is, is, is a very easy way to make a dramatic change in what you look like. Do you think and why do you think his hair transformations are more effective, if you do think that, than other actors and actresses who obviously have also done the same thing? This is a good question. I mean, there are some actors who don't really change their hair that much. I mean, some people do, but it's like by degrees, right? And I think especially for, I mean, it's easier for women to do like drastic things with their Mm -hmm. hair. Like Emma Stone has been a brunette and a redhead and a blonde, right? Like Very true. And it's like, but her, it's been styled like relatively the same mm-hmm. or like Michelle Williams like got the chop like Emma Watson got the pixie cut and like but you don't think of her, them doing that for a role necessarily right and like but Alan Rickman's like baseline hair I think this is my point like the baseline of his hair is already remarkable like he already has like such a lovely luscious yeah no feathery, he had a good hair had a hair feathery to head of hair that it just like gave him a lot of options, right? Mm-hmm. As an actor. And like it went like it can it transitioned like between centuries and that kind of thing. And I think I think but I really do think a big part of it was like watching him in Harry Potter first with like such a distinct yeah. hairstyle and like being a kid and thinking that that's just what he looked like because I didn't understand how acting worked. Um or fair. like or wigs or hair and makeup no, apparently. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. Um and then seeing him in like some sensibility or anything else and being like, oh god, he's like a different person. And it was, uh, I think it was just sort of like magical almost, like the mm. way that he like transformed between things. And I don't think every, and I, but I think that also speaks to his ability as an actor to sort of transform between roles because he's played a lot of different characters, like a lot of villains, love interests, like average Joe kind of characters. Like he really hits all the marks. And not every actor can do that. Not every actor has that kind of range. But he does, and his hair certainly does. Yeah, his hair certainly does. But what's interesting is like what I just thought of based on what you just said is like, We always think of great actors as people who can play dramatically different parts. Mm. I would argue Mm. that it is very challenging to keep getting cast in similar roles and make them distinct. Like the amount of villains that he has played, Mm -hmm. and yet they are all very distinctly different different, as opposed to like if you've only ever played one villain and then you play one love interest and then you play like Mm -hmm. one maybe like funny supporting character, you can just hit like the tropes of them. Right. And you don't have to worry about um, like covering territory of right covered as a but he, he did not let himself get pigeonholed either. no absolutely and I, his hair didn't let him get pigeonholed no so then i guess another question would be if we are talking about his natural hair mm-hmm. it also seems like he has done so much wig acting he has done a lot of wig acting how would you differentiate well, here's those? also what i would say is that and i think his hair is a part of this is that he also just has sort of a preternatural ability to make those wigs look natural good point that's a good point right and that's also not true of everyone like some it's people you watch and you're like oh that's a wig like that's not a good wig or even if you're like oh it's a good wig like you recognize that it's a wig right mm-hmm. but like when i saw him in harry potter i thought that was his hair yeah, yeah i had no idea yeah right and we had no and part of it is because we were children but also oh, it's like i mean I, like, I literally did not know until oh, okay so <laughs> i let the fantasy <laughs> stay alive well um, because like you straighten your hair and dye it black right you could yeah and it could have it could have not been a wig but that's my point like part of it is a good wig but part of it is just like his ability to look good in the wig and to make it believable that's hard it's like people who look good in hats you know it's like you either do or you don't and then you have to fucking work it exactly and some people just have to work a little harder and he doesn't have to work as hard you know when it comes to wigs or he didn't (laughs) r.i.p i know but yeah that's ellen rickman's hair wow this is exciting. I was, you know, I knew that, that this was going to be an episode at some point. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was going to look like. Yeah. And I applaud, uh, 
I feel like this sounds really sarcastic, but I really mean it genuinely. That like I do applaud the the research that you did. Thank you. And giving us the the I timeline. Know. I don't know if uh, this has come across, but I've given this a lot of thought. Who <laughs> have you? <laughs> As it is an obsession of mine, I have spent many a time pondering the wonders of Alan Rickman's hair. No, I enjoy it, and I, yeah. I do enjoy the distinction you made between his acting and his and hair acting. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And I hope everybody will now go and watch some more Alan Rickman movies and uh, make sure to pay special attention to his hair. And really, there's so many, so many great movies that he was in. Like, you really can't go wrong. Except maybe don't watch Robin Hood. I, I don't recommend it. It's not good. So, like, the movie in general is also just not great. Yeah, the movie was not good I at mean, all. that's because Kevin Costner's in it. <laughs> it also came out in, like, let's just check Let's just check that timeline here. That their IMDb. IMDb. 91. Like, it's early what Kevin Costner. What a time. And what a time. Not a good time. And, like, yeah, Kevin I mean, Costner. It's, like, the first thing that the same in every Costner. How is Robin that true? Hood. No, because his hair was, like, long. Right. No, but it didn't my, look great. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's basically no. a mullet. <laughs> I hate it. Like he basically had a mullet in this movie, Honestly, and it's not good. Uh, at a glance, he looks like Mel Gibson. Yeah, kind in of. In that he one does. movie that he was in with the like fighting. The, yes. Him <laughs> <laughs> belonging here. Sorry, I don't think I've ever seen a Mel Gibson movie because For he's a, a terrible human being. He's a sexist, homophobic, racist person. And yeah. I don't know anti-Semitic. And anti-Semitic. Did I not say I that already? No, I don't know how you oh, missed I, that I meant one. to include that. That was like, that's like the major one. That's really the big one. That's really the- <laughs> Come on, girl. Um, I thought I went without saying. No, but really, at a glance, he looks like Mel Gibson he does. Braveheart. And I think just this, I mean, this is sort of a tangent at this point, but like this really encapsulates why this movie was bad because, not because of Alan Rickman or Alan Rickman's hair, but like Kevin Costner like has essentially a mullet as Robin Hood and is just like wearing a <sighs> scarf. Oh, but why? Why? I no one knows. And like, what's up? It just. I love that one very funny Robin Hood movie. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. The Mel Brooks movie. I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a really good film. It's an excellent movie. <laughs> too bad Alan Rickman wasn't in that. How funny yeah, would it have Wait, when did that movie come out? Many years before. Oh, damn. Because I was going to say, how funny would it have been if Alan Rickman was in that movie you as know, the was same in character? That movie, <laughs> Carrie Yules was in that movie, which is kind of fun. 93. Oh, I was wrong. Two years after. Oh, my God. What I should have known. missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity. For Alan, because Alan Rickman seems also like the kind of person, obviously don't know him personally, mm-hmm. but he plays so many serious parts, yeah. but seems like in real life was so jovial yeah, and absolutely. could take himself like not so seriously and, and could joke around. In Bottle Shock, he is funny, but he is yeah. still playing like a very buttoned up, like uptight person. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm sure he did like some straight comedy stuff. done. But it, it is, you are correct. It is mostly drama. Yeah. Up in this. Well, in, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I he I was the that. voice. Right. He did a lot of voice work, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. So, like, obviously we can't cover that because you can't see his hair when he's doing voice <sighs> I mean, I don't know. There might be pictures of him in the booth. <laughs> From our very limited voiceover <laughs> acting classes yeah. that we have taken, mm-hmm. we do know that just because you're voice acting, it's still full body acting. Mm-hmm. That's very Knowing true. Knowing Alan, he probably incorporated his hair. He probably did somehow. I mean, hopefully he washed it. What? I don't know. <laughs> like going into the booth like as, as preparation for the day? I mean, I'm sure you're going just, into like, the booth with clean hair. Washed oh, his hair in general? In the schedule that he saw fit. <laughs> yeah, probably you're right. I'm just thinking too much about this. Okie dokie. Um, should we move on to a segment? This has been fun. <laughs> well, 
You know what? This transitions perfectly into like, oh my god, the thing that I believed as a child that has just now been shattered for me. Yeah, I know. It really does transition into our segment. Alan Rickman's hair at Snape. This segment is, it doesn't really have a fun name. It doesn't. We'll come up with one at some point. Eventually. But it's just, we talk about things we used to believe when we were little kids mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously we had to be brought down to earth about because yeah. kids, it, think, kids think crazy yeah. things. I mean, I don't even know if brought down to, because like, at least the things I'm thinking, it wasn't like earth shattering no, when no, I no, realized no. they weren't true. Yeah, very true. It was just like, oh, would you, you like to go? Because <laughs> So Alan Rickman not having long, stringy black hair That I mean, yours. that was not one of the ones that I was thinking of going into this, but, but I guess but it is one of them. So would you like um, to go sure. there? Yeah, when I was really little, I thought that um, I was really afraid of the, like, the evil stepmother in the animated Disney movie Snow White. Maybe you've heard of it. That's totally fair. Yeah. Right. But this, but I used to think that, uh, like, she would, like, come into our bedroom at night, and I thought that if I fell asleep like smiling, like trying to smile, then she couldn't get me. So I would, <laughs> yeah. So I would just like lay in bed, like with my eyes closed and smiling, like, oh my god, <laughs> because I thought that that meant that she like couldn't get me or whatever. That's what I believe. What I love so much about that is that it's not even like in Snow White no. she would smile that she would like you no. just made up an I antidote. Just made it up. <laughs> I just made that shit up. <laughs> That's I was hilarious. like, I know what will stop her. The power of my the smile. The power of my happiness. <laughs> um, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I used to believe um, that when I learned about the whole, like, evolving from apes, mm. like, early, early yeah. on, mm-hmm. I thought that that meant we were born as babies. <laughs> of our individual lifetime oh, we would become humans. <laughs> what did you think when you saw baby pictures that's yourself? when i was confused <laughs> it was a confusing time because i was really like no funny. no guys that's really let me funny. teach you that's not and then i was like no evolution takes centuries and centuries and centuries and that is not how that works yeah. oh god that is a good one renee it's a really solid one um i used to think that that like santa claus i did not want santa claus to come into our house oh my god of course you did i was like what do you mean because i grew up in a house i think i don't know if this is part of it or not but like i grew up in a house with all women and then we hear this story about santa claus and he's like mm, he, like he's coming into your house at night when you're asleep to like give you shit and i was like there's a strange old man coming into our house no thank you and i literally my parents no my parents love to tell the story that like when i was three or something they had to like leave the presents on the front porch because i didn't want them to come in the house ruined it for you i really did i needed to see them bring the presents inside to know that santa had left them on the front porch and not brought them in i like that that must have meant that somehow they got in contact with santa to like tell him not but also like very astute of you like very good observation to be like Hold the phone. I still want Something the present. feels sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's unpack that. I still wanted the free shit. Wow. Questioning the status quo from the very beginning. Not at all surprising. Very true. And like being suspicious of men's ulterior motives. Yeah. From day one. Classic. Classic I love it. Um, oh, God. Okay. Okay. So this isn't... I don't know if this like counts as something I believed, but it's something that I did as a child. Okay. I did not understand how hide and seek worked. And so... Apparently, every time I hid, mm. if, like, somebody didn't find me, I would just run out and say, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I don't know 
if we want to like dig deeper into like a, a, a fear of being abandoned yeah. or like not being found. But uh, if we're going to, that's what I would think it would be. But really good. I just genuinely like didn't. Or maybe I like felt bad. I was like, right. I was like, oh, I hid too they're good. Not gonna find this isn't fun if they can't really find me. I hid too good. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll close with one more. Okay, I love it. Which is that like obviously uh, one of my moms like stayed at home when we were little, and my other mom worked, and it was like a business person. She like worked in sales or some shit or marketing. I don't actually remember <laughs> what her job was at that point. Um, but she like had a briefcase or whatever, and she like always looked very businessy. And so I thought that like I wanted to like make my little business set up right, and oh so I started. I made my own money, and I thought that like any piece of paper that you like cut out into a rectangle and like wrote a dollar sign on was like legal tender. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> and I would like that was like I would like give myself little activities for the day, right? So I was like, okay, well I have to like sit down and I have to like make my money and I have to like cut it all out and I have to like do all these things and, I, <laughs> and that's what I did. That's so cute. But I did it in like different amounts too. Like I did like five tens twenties. <laughs> What's so funny is considering how much you don't like math. Yeah. And it's funny that I wasn't like, adding it. I was just, <laughs> just okay. That's, I mean, that's a fair point. I wasn't that trying to add point. it. I was just trying to make money. Oh, uh, that is amazing. I was trying and, to literally make money. Oh, uh, I love it. I, I feel like I also did that as a kid. I mean, we were right. friends sure, as children. So I'm like, sure I'm sure we did it together did. Yeah. also at some point. But I was like, if I draw this well enough with this crayon, <laughs> it will be money. It will be money. <laughs> if I make it nice and shiny. No, if no, I use no. the metallic gold crayon, oh, I'll have a gold coin. Alas, <laughs> no. Alas, no. And also, if we could all just physically make our own amount of money, the economy would crash. So yeah, it really would. The bad. Um, that's, a way real, anyway. that's a real plot hole in the Netflix show Money Heist that I really enjoy. <laughs> but we can talk about that at another time. At, at a later date. Yeah, I haven't seen Money Heist. Um, all right. Well, we're going to end this episode at 85 degrees. 85. It's going to It only degree. went up one. Pretty good. Shockingly. But we're both sweating. I'm sure. I'm sweating. Yeah, I am. But we're sweaty, but we're satisfied. And we're doing it for you. So So you're you're welcome. welcome. (laughs) Have a great day. Or night. has been your next obsession locally produced in a very hot apartment in los angeles we're your hosts quinn and renee special thanks to jono for our music dean for our graphics and quinn for editing you're welcome let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a comment and don't forget to subscribe for more information on us and the show search your next obsession podcast on all the social medias and or send an email to your next obsession podcast at gmail.com thanks Thanks for for listening. listening we're adorable we're so cute